in Vietnam and welcome to Recorder Conversations episode 6 with Henry Hennessy and Adrian who's coming back. Uh, well, you know, Adrian Henry is on my course as well. He's one of us Mechange people. Welcome. Thank you very much. How are you yeah, guys so feeling said, today? That's great to be back. Oh. Feeling, feeling yeah, good. It's been like two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You want to introduce yourself, talk about yourself a little? Sure. So, yeah, as you said, I'm also a mechanical engineer, sadly. Um, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> um, what else? I was born in the States, but I actually grew up in Switzerland, and now I'm studying in London. So the accent is deceiving. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Good. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's way better right. than I did. That's it. Done. We're, done. We're done here. How was it growing up in the States? Oh, so I was born there, and then seven weeks afterwards, I moved. Oh, just seven weeks? Yeah, it's really uh, deceiving. I know, man. Uh, I get that. I always have to explain. Like, it's, it's fake. <laughs> it's a little facade. Uh, where in the States? New York. New York. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We got... I always get that. But like, New York again. Times, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've only been there. Yeah, I'm more American than you. Yeah, so. fully, fully. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I think for engineering as well, in the UK, you just don't get paid that much. Like, you get yeah. paid... Oh, like, yeah, yeah. The average considering value. how qualified you are and how much yeah like how qualified you are you're getting mm -hmm. paid i don't think a proportional amount like in the states you get paid quite literally almost three times more four times more yeah so it's for me if i'm making and this choice, is coming out mm -hmm. of the university like so yeah yeah but when you look at how engineers are taught because i've been speaking to victor a lot he's mm -hmm. doing his engineering course in, in illinois now it's yeah it sounds a lot more intense like yeah. they're all of them are like just huge at, at math and, and mm -hmm. these things they're taught in a very different way, and it, right. it, it makes a bit of sense for them to Yeah. Could be you more. expand on, like, what's different? Yeah, because wow. I think, well, I don't know about him. Or I have talked to you. We're thinking of doing, like, a second master's or, like, post-grad or afterwards in the US. Yeah. Well, well, I have a couple of friends that I've talked to. I think that would be a good idea. The problem is that I'd be, I'm comparing it just from the UCL course, mm. which is definitely not the best for engineering. <laughs> yeah. Maybe took, like... But even... Like my, my flatmate also does mechanical engineering at Bath um, and it's quite similar to what we're doing. But them, so their first two years, they just do al like pure algebra classes where they have assignments due weekly. They have great, they have great, it's like being in school. They have graded assignments regularly. Um, they have big projects at the same time. It, it's a lot more like, like high school mm -hmm. in terms of um, the structure of the course. Whereas here, you know, we're, we're quite independent. If yeah. you fall behind, you fall behind. There's no... Yeah, I think mechanical engineering specifically is a little different to most degrees, as in, like, also from university to university, they, wait, they structure it a lot different, right? Because by nature, we need to have, like, a kind of mechanical intuition, right? Yeah. So some courses will have classes in the morning and then shop in the afternoon. Yeah. So you'll spend every single day in a workshop, and they'll produce really good engineers because they have a good idea of, like, how mechanisms work, how things mm -hmm. fit together. And there are kids going through our degree that have 
as I told you the other day, they yeah. don't know how to use a spanner. They don't know how to use a wrench. They don't know what a yeah. spanner is. Be... August didn't know what a spanner yeah. was. Yeah, like they're going to be graduating with a mechanical engineering degree. Like Never that... been to the world. They have like one. no yeah. idea about uh, engineering. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. why I was happy to do Rocket. Like it gave me a bit of hands-on. Mm -hmm. Like I go to use some machines that I would have not had an opportunity otherwise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, yeah, it was a cool thing to do online. Well, yeah, this is the big lie. They sell you MechSpace as as yeah. the degree. Like when I when I hmm. came and did my open day, I think we saw the Rob we saw the Roberts building, but really we walked around MechSpace and saw everything going on there. I think but you don't get access to that if you're not doing the extracurricular activities. I think the uh, the teams. So in our university, we have some we call them racing teams. So whether that's race. a Formula Student, yeah. where we're where the the students are building race cars, they're also building hydrogen cars uh they're also building drones and we're building rockets there's also a rover and there's also a mars rover yeah so you can choose to join any of these teams you have to apply and then um what i the way i think it should be structured is i think it should be part of a degree like i think you should get credits because we get to choose a minor yeah and i think if we got credits uh, for this like other universities do this yeah right? yeah pick it as your minor. Right? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and then you'll get far more commitment from the students and they'll learn more in turn um but then you have to structure it more you have to get grades it's for the, it. yeah the, like but, this wouldn't uh, exist without just kind of tim taking the yeah. initiative to create it yeah yeah or just like we had design and manufacturing last year <laughs> that, that get rid was, of that module get rid no, of that module actually do design and manufacturing that yeah. module in max space yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. no agree that that whole that module is a whole like it was a joke and we did joke. it the the entire coursework we did in okay they won't understand but we did it in like two weeks basically yeah. like the entire term yeah you could do it that yeah. oh yeah 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 I, anyway, last yeah I can do my entire term in three days <laughs> yeah yeah okay but that's okay. what he sits on his ass the whole day like oh shit literally like oh, it's, it's just I mean, I write very fast, but still, like, obviously, I'm not aiming for, like, a really high grade if I do that. But, like, just to get, like, around 60, mm -hmm. 65%, like, for each piece of coursework, you need, like, three, four hours tops. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you know, like, we have a entrepreneurship coursework in for Wednesday. Hey, that, that's his degree. Like, you, you sit mm -hmm. around till last minute, we write some waffles. Yeah. <laughs> So you're doing okay. information management for business. Right? Yeah. Yeah. My sister did that degree and um, mm -hmm. she graduated this year from UCL as well. And um, she's working right now at a uh, uh, fintech startup. And I think she really enjoys it. So like, that's cool. yeah. I, yeah, I think that degree does still set you up well, though. It does. It does. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you enjoy what you're learning? I, I do enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. What's, what's uh, an example? Uh, what is the module that you have this term? Um, so we so this term we have a lot of like uh, more like management directed than like tech. They have like managerial decision making, mm -hmm. innovation management. Uh, I do an elective that's behavioral finance. It's about like a bit more like psychology, and then yeah, we are not doing any program in this term. We did a lot uh, last year. But I feel like the same way as you said, like before, the the people who like graduate from like mechanical engineering, they don't know shit about engineering. Same thing here, like no one knows how to program. Mm -hmm. You just 
you put it as your skill that you know how to program yeah, your yeah. CV, you get the job, and then you actually learn how to program it during the job. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit but, shit. I swear, programming is live. I like until you get an assignment mm -hmm. in it. A proper, yeah. Yeah, so. like you just learn what you need for that assignment. You do it, and then yeah once it's done you're not going to learn it in class like you're going to learn it by trying to yeah i'm all about that yeah yeah i think it's but you learn by doing yeah yeah right yeah rocket what's going on this yeah i've heard you lost all the funding yes you've lost the scale racing yeah it's um no funding as of now for for any of the teams oh, um, which for, for some context so last year rocket was the new team and uclr was already getting decent amount of funding like how much did fs get you explain year? what uclr is you, well you explained it yeah so uh yeah uclr is like what all the racing teams are on yeah basically oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah yeah it's um mm -hmm. but it's it's all it's based in mech space which is built like was funded by the mechanical engineering department but all of it all of those projects are completely extracurricular, so it's just students giving up some of their free time to work on these fun projects and, I guess, boost their CV and apply themselves in engineering, use what we learn. Um, and last year, you know, we were, I don't know, we spent something like around 10 grand on the Rocket project. I think FS maybe had like 30, 50, 50. And, you know, we, we went in, we're coming into this year thinking, well, being kind of having, having been told that we were going to get, we could get more funding. And we could expand, do all these, you know, bigger things, have higher ambitions. And then with this whole, like, cost of living crisis and, and uh, inflation is what they always say. They're telling us that yeah. now we can get no Excuses. money, no funding whatsoever, zero. That's, which is just a slap in the face. Yeah. Especially with what really we, fun, everything yeah. we just discussed of, of how UCLR is so beneficial to mechanical engineering students. It just hmm. makes no sense. I think yeah. at this point, I do need to introduce it into curriculum and then because it's not extracurricular it's like you will get the funding mm -hmm. but uh yeah so you're trying to look for sponsors yes yeah, so we're we're having to rely on sponsors that we don't have any that we don't have yet um that's sort of been the project i was supposed to lead because mm -hmm. i'm head of outreach and mm -hmm. socials but so august did a lot of the work on the brochure because he has like good um graphic design skills um we can, I can send you the brochure after it actually looks pretty cool. It's just a, the main picture of the rocket that we got from those high high quality photos oh, from yeah. the launch. Um, and yeah, the, pretty much as of today, I think the brochure is done. And I'm we're we're waiting to talk with leads. Well, we were supposed to have a meeting today, but anyway, to um, start sending companies emails, asking them to partner with us, give us some money in exchange for logos on the rocket, in exchange for like social media posts, things like that, uh, uh, outreach events. We're really trying to sell the mech end students to them. Tell them that it's like a so pipeline. How much for us to put this logo up on the rocket? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to sponsor us, I think our, we for are our, our smallest <laughs> sponsored tier bracket right have. now is 500 pounds. Whoa, 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 whoa. 500 pounds to get your logo on, the, on a t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. but negotiable anyway, and yeah. we have no experience with with sponsoring yeah. with, and also we're in competition with the other uclr teams who have already started contacting companies are targeting the same companies as us in in, in some way and yeah we, it's, it's you know 
for our our budget now has been set at uh what was it 40k oh yeah because with all the expansion so you know sure i've decided to create these new divisions the rocket experimental division and we're here um the first year's team oh, yeah how the project, participating yeah. to your competition uh, you tell us a little bit about it Henry. uh yeah so the way we were we've structured the rocket team is where we we're gonna have a first year team so this means the uh the pressure that are joining university they're effectively they don't have many skills yet, right? They they yeah. just joined university. Yep. We want to give them kind of like an area where they can learn some skills, play around, and kind of get ahead of their classmates, right? Um, and do it independently. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And it gives them, like, you know, a lot of people, when they first get to this degree, they're they're really excited, right? And then in this course, they don't really get a lot of hands-on experience. So this is, yeah, we kind of wanted to create that for them. Um, then we have our competitive team, which is really like our A team. Um, this is where we're spending most of our resources on, and we want this team to be competing at the highest level against some of the best universities in the world. So this means um, we'll be competing against, you know, MIT, Harvard, all the big ones, ETH. Nice. Yes. Um, nice. And yeah, that, that's that's really the the big dream for this. Um, so that means the competitive team is building a new rocket every single year for these competitions to compete against other universities. And then we, the third division is the rocket experimental division. Um, so isn't that a research experimental division? I've uh, same thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's called RET. Yeah, it's called RET. Anyways, um, and that's that department's kind of responsible for longer term projects. So the competitive team can only commit to projects that are less than one year because they need to integrate whatever they've designed into the rocket within one year. Yeah. So they right. have a, I describe it as a low appetite for risk, right? Because everything in their rocket needs to one meet uh, competition specifications, mm -hmm. but then it also needs to be highly reliable, uh, redundant, tested, tested, all that, all that sort of stuff. And then uh, the R and D division can kind of have a higher appetite for risk, right? We can build something, um and not have a deadline for it we can build something like a liquid rocket engine which is yeah. far more ambitious which you could never build in one year which is going to be a multi-year hmm. you know project with a lot of iteration and testing and things like that um so yeah that that division is meant to assist the competitive division in the long term effectively hmm. that's cool yeah so as you can see all, all, all these big dreams for us yeah um i mean it's, it's, it's just depressing I mean, it's exciting, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, because we don't even, yeah, for the comp team, especially like where we've now been successfully um, approved, we have to apply for this. The competition that he was talking about is taking place in mm -hmm. in New Mexico, in the United States. Nice. Yeah, and it's like 180 teams. Most are coming from the U.S. And I think we're there's only last year that there were only six teams coming from the U.K. So it's a big it's a big step up, especially considering. We've only done one competition so far, and it was the a national competition in, in Scotland. We did mm -hmm. really well, mm -hmm. so now we're you know trying to move forward. Well, that's going to cost a lot of money. You know, I think it's something Jahan's have estimated at like eighteen k on on travel, like um, yeah. and um, stay costs um, alone. Yeah, um, and it, it's hard because like other teams, let's say um, let's take. Um, ETH, which is in Zurich, Switzerland. Um, I worked on one of their projects, and their budget for that project was like, um, let's say in the millions, 
right? Like over one million mm -hmm. uh, pounds, That's which is right. like we're competing against them. Yeah. Like their research is in the millions. We've just got a couple thousand that we're trying to, you know. We're hmm. Williams and they're Red yeah. Bull. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still, you know, it's, it's exciting. We're only on in our second year, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited, though. I'm excited. High hopes. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing we were just discussing earlier is we're all taking a lot more, like, managerial um responsibilities this year because mm -hmm. um, like we just had to do applications taking on a bunch of new people um and you know to to, to get all these um things done we have to do a lot more than just the engineering work this year yeah i'd say it's up until now it's been almost no engineering yeah it's been no engineering work managerial and yeah. it's i think from the outside i think everyone likes to think like oh i'll be a good leader like i would be a good leader but hmm. I think it's it's a lot harder than people might think from the outside. Yeah. And this is coming from someone that has barely even started leading a team yet. And I just seeing other people do it, I really like appreciate how much skill and how mm -hmm. much like reflection and honesty it actually takes to be a good leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I think what people think in their head is a lot different to what it actually means in the real life. Yeah. You have to make some tough. You have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, when it came to the applications, I know we said we wouldn't really talk about it too much, but because yeah. of the rocket team from last year and like <laughs> the, the team completely changing, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that that's something that sure I'm decided in. I, well, yeah, it it's not. hard though. You know, yeah. if you have like over seventy applicants, you have to choose the best. Like what, six, seven? Like it's hard. Yeah. You know, the team is now reduced to eight. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard. But there's there's a lot of other difficult decisions to make, like what what projects do you choose to invest in? Not only like manpower, but also monetarily. If you only have like a given amount of budget, right? Um, but yeah. But it's cool. It, it kind of feels like our own little like, yeah. Startup no, it's all, like I love it so much. Like I've not, I've learned so much from it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's hard as well as we were just talking about. The course and having to get through that in itself is a whole challenge. Um, yeah, like combining both things. Exactly. But it's it's sort of like I'm even realizing now I've always been like so, so focused on I want to get this first. But now I'm, I'm starting to think I might just sacrifice that hmm. this year just because I want to spend more time on Rocket and, and other things in my life. Yeah, we'll Makes see. Sense. Yeah. You want to talk about like how to have a good balance then? Like, how do you balance, if you, if you have, like, high aspirations for yourself, how you do you balance, like, one, meeting the goals that you set for yourself, yeah. but then also not burning out, not sacrificing relationships mm -hmm. or health or yeah. sleep. Yeah, and how like, do you even choose what you what yeah. prioritize? Yeah, how do you do that for yourself? Yeah. Well, the one thing I was listening, hearing from a podcast I was listening to was, uh, one question to ask yourself is, what regrets can you live with? Instead of trying to figure out, what do I want to work on? Like, what can I be happy with not working on? Mm -hmm. Or I, uh, I'm getting even confused in the way I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, why I are you willing to sacrifice a little it, bit? It, it, basically, yes. But to be honest, like, yeah. I found a way, like, where if you do just, you know, bit by bit, even a tiny bit over a period of a week, it starts to add up, build up, like... Oh, yeah, that, that's how uh, div that's you develop. You don't have so. to do everything 
all together straight away and it doesn't have to be 100% perfect either mm -hmm. like well, yeah, that, that... We, we, we being shown 70% is good like yeah yeah but that that, that that's hard to measure because when you get a grade you, you can see it but yeah. when you're just having to allocate your time each week yeah to the course to the yeah, project that's to what your it makes social it life, a lot harder that's that's where it becomes you don't, you, you don't see the results in like 10 days or like yeah. a week yeah. you actually have to like build up and hope that the results will come mm -hmm. because of the hard work you're putting in yeah. but it's like it's the grind like we're not understanding that we are on the grind now it's been 20 years everything that we've done it's come down to this point here we're here yeah. now it's never been this difficult yeah it's never yeah. been this difficult but we mm. adapt we improve overcome. yeah overcome and uh come, come out of it slowly pretty. we become stronger and stronger i guess yeah, like yeah. it's just I mean, find in, ways the way like to make it easy for yourself yeah. and in, in any difficult situation you're just going to come out of it as you said, yeah. stronger so that's mm. i think keeping a positive outlook is really important um, we're not burning out, um, reminding yourself that what we're doing is, is pretty intense, you know, just because we're, it's, we're like, I have to remind myself that just because I'm not getting through it and not keeping up with every single task, I'm not a failure. I'm just, yeah. This yeah. Is, this is the process. This <laughs> yeah. is the process. And making yeah. the mistakes and failing is, is the good thing. Um, how do you do that? that? Like how are other like certain things that you do that, that helps you with that? You, you just have to take every little like positive and be happy about it. Like yeah. the, if you actually start to pay attention, there's a million things that make you smile through the day. Uh -huh. And if you think about those and like you just concentrate a bit on those rather than, you know, all the stress and shit that's going on around you, it, yeah. it helps. Like mm -hmm. you have to make yourself happy first. You are the first priority. And, you know, if you listen to your body, it will tell you what it needs, what it wants, what it can do right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. Like, you are responsible for your own happiness. Like, I don't think anyone else Absolutely. is, like, out there responsible for your yeah. happiness. Like, you're the only one that can do that, right? Yeah. So... And if you give anyone else the power over yeah. your happiness, then you're destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you make a really good point. And I think a good way of... Of doing that throughout your day even small things that you do that you find normal perhaps like i don't know getting up every morning and you know doing your morning routine mm. and then maybe you don't get to work straight away but if you've done that already that's something that not everybody does and if you start to recognize that you're already mm. you know strong because you do that i think that's a good way of keeping a positive attitude and helping you uh throughout your day to not get discouraged basically but mm -hmm. i think i've struggled with a lot and setting real realistic expectations too so making a list of tasks that you want to get done throughout mm -hmm. the day but it's better to and it's all right if you don't finish every single task on that list yes that that that's yeah, the number one thing but but if you tend to look at your list and say you oh i've only finished half today then make shorter lists and maybe at the end by the end of the day if you've completed all of them you'll feel a lot better than if you'd say you'd set real unrealistic expectations and then didn't get through them, you know? Yeah. It's a balance though, because there are days where you really do need to like take a step back, but there are also days where like, you're just being lazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Through, yeah. It's right? all right to be lazy. It's okay. Like you yeah. have to take a day off, enjoy it. 
Don't yeah. stress about the things yeah. that are gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Worry about them tomorrow. Finish them tomorrow. I think it's hard to find that balance. Though. Like it's it's it, to be honest with yourself and to really think about: Am I burnt out or am I just being lazy right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Like, am I am I truly not in a good place right now where I need to take a step back, focus on something else? You know, go out for a night or like, or mm. do I really just? Am I just being lazy right now? Do I just not want to do this because I'm not good at it or I'm just you know, like but you I have like to be honest. Maybe, the number, maybe, the maybe I but I don't know. Sometimes I found I'd feel like shit, and then just take twenty minutes, come back to it, and then I'd I'd figure yeah. whatever it was, I'd figure it out, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like, well, it was really good that I didn't do that. You know, yeah. so it's a balance. It, but, it's hard to know when. Well, I, I've spoken to my therapist about this, and at the end of the summer, we came to well, I came to a conclusion. You just have to be very goddamn honest with yourself mm-hmm. you can't hard. It, yeah. it is very yeah. hard and it's like you know after childhood of putting like emotions second base it was kind of hard you know to sometimes say yeah but actually i feel this and mm-hmm. you need to deal with yeah. this reality you can't you know pretend to be somewhere else in a, your imaginary world yeah you're it's, listening to yourself it's not always easy to understand what your body is telling you and what you uh-huh. what you feel like so that's why i think it's really important to like spend a lot of time with yourself like listening to yourself yeah because mm-hmm. if you don't understand yourself how how the fuck are you going to understand everyone else or the world or what you want to do in the future like you, you need to listen to yourself first and yeah. understand what your body is trying to tell you yeah on that note i i always do this but i, I like to preach about exercise and I think if you exercise on a regular basis, you kind of, you're more, I don't want to sound too hippie, but like you're more in, in tune with your body. So if your body's telling you something like, oh, I'm yeah. just burnt out, I'm, I need a break. Or if, even if you're sick, if you train every day, whether it's running or training, like you will know way before anyone else that you're sick because you're yeah. like, oh, I'm weaker today. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you'll know immediately, True. right? And you just, you have a better connection with your body. You mm. know how your body moves and how it feels, how it's meant to feel at a certain time in the day. Yeah. And if you don't do that, like, you'll only realize you're sick once you're full-blown sick. You know, like, it's yeah. it's, yeah. it's that connection you have with your body that I think, like, no, you, you, you talked about a lot. You well, know? first of all, I have to make the joke. Are you undertaped? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I fully agree with you about exercise and like be after everything you said it also it's a very good emotional release mm. uh like the days where i want nothing more than to literally go find a punching bag and just beat yeah. the shit out of yeah it. and then yeah, you yeah. throw some weights and you feel good about yourself and yeah yeah it's, it's, i call it like a reset button yeah you know it's like you could feel terrible and then you have a good workout and it's just like you know like you're like oh that problem wasn't that bad yeah. right you you started American football recently, right? Yeah. How's that going? Oh, we had a oh, this is the funniest story. We had our first game last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, last weekend. Uh, I don't remember, man. <laughs> He's I the one playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like yesterday. The no, yeah. The week before that, playing against uh, Canterbury University. Apart from then, like trying to for 15, 20 minutes in the beginning to cancel the match because they had enough players but less than us so it would have been difficult they did fuck all all game they like us defense myself included uh we're gonna put the clip up now Mm -hmm. the clip i have uh, of a hit 
Uh, apart from that, basically, they did nothing. They didn't get a first down once, for those who know. Like, apart from one penalty that was over 10 yards. And at the end of the game, which was beginning of quarter three, we scored a touchdown, and one of our guys is coming up to us saying, I just got put on the floor, taking my helmet off and punched. So the ref <laughs> ejected a couple of players. Up come the, the coaches, start shouting, and I overheard, like, we're going to fuck you up. Sh uh, ref, I'm going to shove that flag so far up your ass. So the refs waved the game off. We're like, okay, it's done. Let's go change. Nope. For an hour, we had to stand on the pitch and wait for the guys to leave the change rooms and go on the coach. And a couple of times that we tried to go there, we heard a guy like shouting, I just want to talk. Let me go. I just want to talk. <laughs> just want to talk. <laughs> and the coach, after getting completely blown out, is standing outside the change rooms, drinking a beer, smoking a cigar. <laughs> we all like, what the Wait, these are the players from the other team. Yeah. It's, it was madness. Like, wait, but they weren't respecting their coach. No, the coaches weren't respecting the refs. The, their guys weren't respecting us. They were playing really dirty oh, the whole wait, game. Who is, which team was it? Canterbury. Canterbury. <laughs> well, if you want to spell that with an A or a U, that's your preference. But, <laughs> so, entertaining game. Yeah, it was quite so fun. So, you didn't get to finish the game? No, 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 no. It got abandoned. And then uh, the result got given to us. How was your Frisbee yesterday? Frisbee tournament. Oh, I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I, I was going to go, and then I realized it's fucking an hour and 20 minutes away. Where? Where um, the fuck? Somewhere, it's TW5 was the postcode. Like, fucking TW5? Fuck. Yeah. Wait, it was, it's next Is that to even Heathrow. a thing? Next to Heathrow. Oh, bro, so you, get to, you take all the tube to Heathrow. Oh. Like, one of the stations just before Heathrow, and then you'd have to take another 25-minute bus. Okay. And, uh, oh, bro, so hold away. I just <laughs> called in sick. I yeah. feel like an asshole. And we have another game Wednesday in, in Canterbury. Did you go to Canterbury? No, we went. We had a home game, so we played yeah. literally 20 minutes okay. away from home. My uh -huh. family came to watch. And again, this is a one hour and a half train there, yeah. plus a walk. That's a big I'm, fucking I'm gonna, trip. I'm just going to bail. I don't have time for that. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, I could make time. I, I hate saying that I don't have time for things. Hmm. I could make time and I'm don't but you can make. But it's not a priority. No, it's not my priority. Yeah, you can make a better use of your time. Yeah, yeah. I'm an ultimate frisbee team. I don't know. You need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried out for the volleyball team, and they um, were super selective and only have three teams, and the, the level's high. So I didn't Fair get in. Am I going to uh, see you at Phineas on Wednesdays for the sports nights? Uh, they, yeah, the frisbee team goes to sports night. I haven't been yet this year. I'm considering this Wednesday. It's the one-year anniversary of Scout. Yeah. yeah you got tickets? No, but they weren't sold out this morning. Oh, fair tickets. enough. But I'm, I'm wait, I was waiting to see if my flatmates wanted to go. But I don't yeah. Think, I don't know if oh, they would like. have a shit ton of people. I don't know what the plans are for Wednesday, but... I have no idea. No, I don't know, like, because uh, the American football hasn't said anything yet. No, fair enough. Well, you'll have Phineas for sure. Maybe, I don't know. They, they'll tell us Wednesday morning. Do you not always go to Phineas? Uh, yeah, but you know that talent show that we're meant to have? Yeah. Well, that was meant to be just in a random classroom, and I think this, this Wednesday may be the Wednesday because they said first one after. Really oh, I see. Your talent show. Okay. Are you, are you finished with the story of yeah. the football? Because yeah. I wanted to go back to something we were talking about. Mike is yours. Um, in terms of being able to, to listen to yourself. So we were talking about being yeah. able to listen to yourself. You talked about the body, but talking about the mind. 
something I found super helpful that I started doing at the end of last academic year is meditation. I was telling mm-hmm. I told you a little bit yeah. about it before, like, um, and the way I was doing it, I had an app that was recommended by um, a friend at work. That's was, um, it's a project that was founded by Sam Harris. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Um, I don't really know what his background is fully, but he's um, knows a lot about psychology. Mm-hmm. And in this app, you get an introductory course, and you're supposed to do these daily about ten minute meditations, which are guided meditations. So you listen to a guy basically tell okay. like walking through what you're supposed to do so you just sit comfortably in a chair or anywhere um you start by focusing on your breathing and then in other yeah. sessions you focus on the sounds around you you focus on the sensations of your body and at the same time you get other little sessions that explain to you the benefits of meditation and also they talk about just different ways of yeah. being able to understand like how you feel um and i now do that most most days i meditate and it's a good way to relax at the end of the day, reduce anxiety and stress yes. in, in, in certain situations. Um, when I know that if I'm just like freaking out about something, I can just go to meditation and just yeah, true. tune it all out and just focus on the present moment. Um, a cigarette also helps. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> there are different things. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's also helped me be yeah. way more honest with myself, yeah. which is what we were talking about yeah. before. I used to meditate like when I was like 16, 17. I don't know why I stopped. Did you, did you feel any benefits of that? Yeah. I, I definitely remember having like good results. Like every day I that did like tested. twice a day, morning and before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Started off like 10 minutes, but then at one point I was doing like, 30 minute sessions of like it's really peaceful really really good for the mind mm-hmm. but yeah i should pick it up again can but you like, explain more yeah. like what are the benefits you're getting from well it? not even like well well maybe that's people like eight are you sitting there and thinking about something or like no you, no, no you're that's not the whole meant point. to think yeah. your mind you, that's you to have like empty your mind yeah. you get like a clear perspective for like your mind and where you're at and you just sometimes you need to like hit that reset button so i'm like it's like with the gym you saying before like you need to like reset your mind because you've got like all these thoughts piled up in your head that you don't know how to like process and by like putting like a blank space in your mind like clearing it like through like meditation or like this other techniques you just you're not like thinking about everything for like that span of time. This is about like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And then when you say wake up from that meditation, you, you just, the answers are there. You just, okay. you just found like a clear mind and you just found like, oh, this was like a lot like less important than I thought it was. And I was like, I was giving it so much thought all over and over again. And it wasn't that important. And yeah, it's just, it's just very good to like keeping like a steady mind and like uh, being, being in, in a good state of mind, like in general. Yeah. It, it's a good sort of thing to come back to like, a, um, I don't know how to describe that. You said all the right words, like, you know, like the shit I, I go through on a regular, like that, that I do get answers. Like I, I build a connection with my mind, I guess over summer, like where I can listen and, you know, thoughts pop up and hmm. I realize that's the answer. But if meditation is a way of, you know, 
you sit down you calm yourself and then you know at the end of it you may not get all the answers but like if it's no, easier to not, access yeah. them that way maybe yeah. it's, a, it's a tool at the end of the day but yeah um so to talk a bit more about some of the benefits henry was asking um one of the things for me was um more attention control so mm -hmm. in in the practice i was i've been doing you have to focus on certain things and tune other things out so the breathing focus on the breathing um and i don't know exactly how this translates to emotional control but i don't react Mm -hmm. to certain negative yeah. emotions anymore yeah like no how, how it you works, train it works. in you train in noticing things so in that it's happening in your consciousness so everything that's happening that we see that we hear um our thoughts it's all just things appearing in consciousness and the more the better you get at just noticing everything that's going on in the present moment the better you are at being aware when like a, a negative emotion appears like anger frustration jealousy and just just observing it and not acting on it just understanding that it's something that's occurring it's not defining what you're going to do in the next moment you're not yeah. you can and it, it helps to that's uh, it's just helped me become a, a better person in that yeah. sense. be more yeah. open to people's thoughts and reflect before reacting like when people say something mm -hmm. that i might just want to yeah, instinctively snap like snap back at right. i'll wait reflect think wait why why are they saying this yeah and try to understand better and sometimes it's like the you know people snap at you and you open your mouth and i'm like wait but she's stressed about this or mm -hmm. that or mm -hmm. he's going through this and like you realize like yeah they're not going through a good time understandable yeah. let them be like yeah it's their life mm -hmm. help them out if need be so is it like you can build some distance in between you and the emotions that you're feeling no y not distance actually not distance. yeah you yeah but you you can observe it kind of from afar yeah. like i am you can angry control or, them. you like, don't let them yeah. you don't you don't let them yeah. overcome you yeah right? they you don't they don't them. define you yeah. in that present you change level. the perspective yeah. Yeah. yes exactly it's changing your perspective it's it's your when emo when these emotions occur you're now no longer it's not you're not defined by that emotion you're just observing it yeah as an occurrence in your in your head so you mm -hmm. practice like one of the practices is like forcing yourself to feel sadness or yeah something like that and then just like or like picture a very violent or sad situation like your parents death and yeah. then just and you do this every day yeah but it, it's it's always different kinds of practice many yeah. different ways of meditating um and if i could i could, should i really recommend this app it's called waking up i'll do it i will yeah, do that do it yeah yeah 100 it seems weird because like maybe i'm just taking like an engineer's perspective but like if i buy like a, a lawnmower you always get like an instruction manual there's no like instruction manual about like how to live you'll feel it yeah yeah, I know, but it's like you can just go through this life and not reflect on yeah. just always acting on your first instinct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Well, instinct work. is good as well. Instinct is but good, yeah. if you don't work hard to so instinct is based off of your thoughts and what you work to develop your yeah. your thinking. If you haven't done much of that, then your your instincts won't change. Yeah. It's not and rational. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can understand the thought yeah. behind the instinct and you can think actually good idea five years mm -hmm. ago. Now yeah. I'll wait. 
if, if, if your thoughts and views on things aren't, aren't continuously changing as you grow, then you're, in my head, you're doing something wrong. But so like, if you continue to have the same perspective on things as, throughout your life, then you've been doing something wrong. But like me coming from Russia, like talk about having a therapist is all meditating still like is kind of taboo. But the Western world is now warming up to the idea of what the Asian and Eastern mm-hmm. communities have done at all times. Yes, there's physical wealth, health and wealth. There's also mental. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, now 100%. the world is understanding that you need to have both intact. Yeah. Yeah. And it's becoming more, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. All this po- stuff is nothing new. A lot of yeah. cultures yeah. Have, have studied this. Bo- there's this book, Buddhism yeah. is True. And it, it is. Like, these people, just because they were nomads and living in what we would describe as uh, poverty, yeah. they were actually very rich yeah. in experience and understanding. Way richer than, than, than we are, about, than, than yeah. most people in our yeah. Western society. No, I actually, I, I went on a, uh, a trip to Nepal and I went, like, I, I did like this, uh, this hike. I like hiked up to this mountain in the middle of nowhere. Was it? Uh, yeah, I flew into Kathmandu, yeah. but then we, what's we, the name of the, the monastery? I don't remember, but it was like, we had to hike up there and <laughs> spent the night there. Yeah. Okay. I've and it was, place. it was crazy. Like, but the thing is like, we talked, we couldn't really talk to most of them because they didn't speak English, obviously, but they were all like really happy and they like they eat the same food every day their every day looks the same for them but like they're able Mm -hmm. to i think gain such a deep appreciation for just like the most basic things in life and i think this brings us back to the meditation that is one of the benefits of meditation you can it i've just been happy in the most basic moments yeah yeah Yeah. things things don't make you happy you get used to the the, the nice things you have yeah and yeah, I, I think we're so like overstimulated these days they're yeah. like everything's working against you like your phone is always you can't spend enough time on your phone you but know it, like what you, what you just said everything's working against you is exactly one of the things they're saying in one of the first sessions is all throughout the day everything is competing for your attention yeah your phone yeah uh, all your apps all your responsibilities are competing for your attention and this is what meditation is kind of about is attention control being aware of what you're Mm -hmm. thinking about and i think we are pretty much the first generation that is having to kind of deal with this without having lived like without really growing up without it right like if you Uh, were born 10 years before us you kind of grew up with a phone maybe a flip phone but you had a good understanding of how life works without you know being quite physically attached to this do you think that's important though like i see loads of people who like my parents yeah i see them on their phones all the time yeah but i think they grew up without it yeah and i think for us it's like especially kids nowadays like yeah you see the kids on their phones all the time i went to i don't want to be too like nihilistic but i think it's really (laughs) dangerous i think it's really fucking dangerous way kids are growing up now yes but when i look when i think back at myself and my use of my phone it's completely stupid but that doesn't mean that i didn't grow out of it i don't think you should look at children the generation and think and be hopeless no i'm not i think that we should no yeah but i think things like meditation are more important probably like if you're telling me these are the benefits you can get from it like this is probably more important like this is the kind of thing no one teaches you you have to go exactly there's no user manual that's what i was trying to say like no one's going to tell you oh do this Mm -hmm. no yeah but meditation is pretty widely recognized as being yeah yeah highly beneficial it's hard it's, it's like it's no, hard. it is hard. Like, it's hard. I, I was, I, I talk about it like I was, 
I started meditation and then I've been regular. No, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah, it's I, the difficult process. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's similar. I find it's similar to exercising. It's, yeah. it's yeah. just the one way Being of healthy exercise. Yeah, all the things. Like even just going you have to, to take care of yourself. Yeah, but it but it's habitual. So if it's you start hard. to create habits, yeah. it, it yeah. becomes easier. It's weird how like it's. I think almost everything in life is either like a small good habit and that will compound, or a small bad habit and that will compound. Mm. Yeah. You know, like if you have. One cigarette a day that will you might not see the results now, but that will compound to something in the future. But if you also go on a, even a walk every single day or a bike ride every day, that will in some way measurably compound, and you will see. Yeah, it, it's. Like, I feel like that's a bit too black or white though. You're maybe, describing everything maybe. as either good or bad though. Yeah. But yeah, okay, maybe that's bad as well. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some like so you just there are certain things that you do that you just accept or not necessarily physically good for you but you just enjoy those yeah yeah what brings joy that. to you and like to be honest as long as your body feels happy and healthy it creates a better environment for you to strive in thinking mm-hmm. hmm. and it's just you feel more good and positive about yourself and it's like you know yeah. it's a rolling slow roll there's that aspect snowball. yeah we were talking about this with henry on the way here because he's he's got a pretty like strict diet and the way he eats things and trains mm-hmm. for um i wouldn't say strict i'm describing it wrong yeah. but you have um a specific diet which if you take it from a neutral perspective is not necessarily the best way to be healthy yeah no like um, yeah just, just for context yeah. like i'm i'm trying to gain weight which is quite mm-hmm. uncommon like most people are trying yeah, to actively yeah. lose weight i'd say I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to gain weight because i'm I'm trying to compete in powerlifting, which is okay. effectively, <laughs> if you're heavier, you'll gain more muscle and then you'll be stronger, put simply. Yeah. And bulk um, up, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky because uh, I naturally have a fast metabolism. So that means I could, I can eat, you know, 4,000 calories a day of junk food and I still find it hard to put on fat. Hmm. But that's what Same I have to me. <laughs> exactly. So it's not, not healthy. Buffers. I don't feel good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't I know, feel yeah. good. That's kind of why I wanted to start doing things like Muay Thai, just because like I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you bulk Mobility. for like you know a few months and you just don't feel good. But yeah. um, yeah, sorry, I, I just wanted to give some context. No, no, that, that. that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. He he knows that his eating habits are not necessarily the most healthy, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that. But this is to bring back to what Oleg was saying. They, it makes his, me happy. His ha- exactly, yeah. it makes him happy and yeah. feel good about himself. Yeah. So that's why it's important. Yeah. So you can't necessarily take everything. From one's perspective, is yeah, good or like bad. yeah, of course. As Everyone, long as you yeah. start to realize what brings you joy, because we're all yeah. unique in our own ways, you can't exactly you know follow a manual on how to live a life. And it's no. just things that yeah, because because it doesn't exist. Because exactly. everyone has their own mind and their own way of thinking that you've developed through like all these years. That it's there's 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 not like one it's not like a computer that you know okay i turn this button <coughs> i do this it does that no mm-hmm. you, that's why it's very important to like slowly understand yourself and like build yeah. up to it like there's techniques like meditation workout like all these different techniques that help you get to that better version of yourself mm-hmm. but you yeah you have to understand yourself that's the the, the, yeah. the biggest one i think even conversations like these like they're i i find them really rare nowadays like just so yeah like yeah. quite that's literally just started, talking man. about life and talking about yeah. your experiences other people's experiences mm-hmm. Bro, how they're you, the same how they're different you summed up the 
main idea yeah, behind this podcast. Yeah, because yeah. of the overstimulation, like yeah. we just have all these different like topics and like say like politics and all this stuff that you like seeing in social media all the time and, and you you only want to talk about that in like many like conversations and like that's not enriching to yourself you're just like commenting on something you don't really understand and it doesn't affect you yeah like, exactly it, and but like we, we as tolerant as we appear to become we also are very like you know public driven public opinion driven so mm -hmm. yeah we I, don't talk about a lot of stuff because there's taboo and stuff there's like certain people who will say one opinion and you don't want to clash with them mm -hmm. and or there are yeah. opinions that are just and generally recognized as exactly. the right opinion yeah and technically we are so unique so when you look at the scheme of things the world we're living in like i've talked to Nia a lot about this but i was at points like scared because i don't know like if what i'm doing is right and there is no money there's no one you can talk to about this stuff like i don't know if i'm doing the right thing if it's good if it's bad and it's just yeah sometimes can get overwhelming because it is yeah. you are why it's so much completely different to everyone else and once you start to understand yourself and being honest with yourself that's when i realized like long as i'm okay with what i'm doing mm -hmm. i'm feeling good about this next decision uh it's good like there is no wrong decision there was a decision yeah. at that point in time and you chose there and it was yeah. right at that point yeah but it is, it is important to make decisions yeah 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 sometimes decisions have to be made even if you're not sure if it's going to be the right one and even if they're not the best ones like yeah if you make you wrong decisions you'll build up yeah. to making better decisions yeah. in the future yeah. if you don't make decisions at all and you let life yeah. live you instead of you living life then you're never gonna get anyone get better yeah yeah, yeah. overthinking things too much sometimes it's oh. not the move. Oh. that's why meditation is very good yeah yeah you put a reset to yeah. that overthinking process you had yeah. going on i think yeah i can't stress enough how yeah. it is and yeah. and it's something that you like improve on over like over a yeah. long period of time people who've meditated for years are still skill, finding things right? up. it's a skill yeah, 100%. yeah. it's it's yeah. mindfulness it's it's mindfulness it's do the course yeah <laughs> it's kind of you know like it's making this like completing the circle roughly like in my head i've the character i've become is i've done a lot of little different things everywhere and it's like you know slowly coming around you know i'm a mechanical engineer done rockets i've done some extra stuff like scuba diving uh fucking american i went football. yeah american football a lot of sport a lot of academic achievements you know it's all coming around in a circle and then this is like you know the western learning as i said and then you need the last thing yeah. to learn and there's so much to be understood about consciousness and just what it means to be human we're pretty those are some questions that we don't really ask ourselves yeah. or you people start talking about this shit and you're like bro this is some hippie shit Sean. yeah but yeah. no man yeah. this is, these are some of the bigger questions that you need to yeah. start asking yourself like well, one thing i think about all the time but i'm like almost like embarrassed to talk about is like I, I kind of realized like we're just like apes that got smart like yeah. we're we're yeah. literally animals yeah. yeah we like to think that we're something different than animals mm, like there's really a not. clear line I'm not an animal I shit in a toilet and they <laughs> like 
Yeah, but we're we were just it. smart enough to build toilets. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we just have the cognitive thing. ability. But if yeah, so you some outsider could come in and say, from my point of view, you guys are just like focusing on all the wrong things. Yeah, we're the yeah, your ones that have and all to... this stuff is great, but like mind wise, they're not very. Yeah, yeah, the water that idea. we just draw. Like, yeah, yeah. The the way I mean, just look at look at international relations from that viewpoint. The way we make decisions and interact with each other, we're far yeah. from perfect. Uh, honestly, like I feel like therapy for me did kind of same stuff. Mm-hmm. Meditation did for you. And what I've told my therapist at a point was, therapy is like just another class, like same stuff mm-hmm. you have in mm-hmm. school. It's class of you, and. You learn some things and there will be situations every so often where those things are going to get tested. Yeah. And it's about, you know, recognizing it, building patterns and understanding like what to say at the right Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. yeah, This stuff is helpful in, in all walks of life. So I I think it should be taught in schools, man. I know. I do think there's a little, there's still quite a lot of resistance though. Like, I don't know if you can. I think I even if you did teach it to people in school, yeah. I think you kind of need to come and find it yourself. I don't I know. See, I see the argument like, for that. I don't yeah. know if you can force someone to work out. I think they need to get to yeah. The, want but, to but do but at it least themselves. educate them around the benefits. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, these yeah. things are proven. Yeah, it's it's a bit harder with meditation, but I think I think it can be shown. I'm not quite sure, but with exercise, you know, the, we have mm. the physical numbers, the the research done. Yeah, but you can show that to people still, like in the U.S. Yeah, they still like you have like a third of people that are like morbidly yeah. obese. Like but until they mm-hmm. felt as well. so, there's the physical benefits, but there's also just how you feel. Like, yeah, like how your head, your head's been. Yeah, like your... the mental benefits. Yeah, and as you said, I think you don't, you don't understand that until you do it, do it yourself. And you do it for a while, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah, gonna. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a yeah. Yeah, you, you do it for yourself. You do it for yourself as well, and then that's a big improvement. I think it's, you know, the analogy of, like, if there's an airplane crash and, like, the, the gas masks come down, you always have to put on your mask before you help other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this goes back to, like, helping. You're the only one responsible for your happiness, yeah. right? Like, if you're not, if you're, if you can't do that, you're not a liability for other people, but, like, you won't even be able to help other people because yeah. you haven't even you focused on yourself yeah. yet. You're yeah. still trying to figure your shit out. So mm-hmm. if you're still unstable, it's it's harder to help other people. But once, if you feel like you've got two feet on the floor and you, you feel, I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but if you feel like relatively just yeah. happy with yourself, it's so much easier to help other people yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. if you're able to, part of that is being able to criticize yourself. Yeah, yeah. and being yeah. honest with yeah. yourself. Yeah, being honest yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool though. It's nice that we were able to talk about this. Yeah, stuff. definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I reckon it'll. It's quite popular already with mm-hmm. um in certain like celebrities, not celebrities, like uh, internet personalities, like influencers yeah. who preach these kinds of things. It's kind of like at the end of the day, you know, worst case scenario, you're left alone. If you can't deal with yourself at that point where you're left alone. How are you gonna live like if you don't like the person uh, like the only one last person that's left there for yourself is you and if you don't like yourself are you gonna let out uh, like how others are gonna like you yeah kind of that type of stuff. fair enough want to talk about brazil 
Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Congrats okay. to Russell, first of all. Oh, okay, can you guys, like, fill me in? Okay, yeah. So, um... Do you want to start out on Friday with qualifying first? Oh, sure. I mean, let's give him some context yeah. right, on the big drivers. So, uh, Russell, he was... <coughs> last year, he was in Williams. the worst car. And yeah. now he's in... Top three car. Top three car. He's with Williams, and now he's with... Mercedes. Okay. And Mercedes started the year terrible, but now they have one of the best cars on the grid. Which race was this? Brazil. Uh, number, no, but like number what out of? Oh, 21 out of 22. Okay. So, yeah. It's only the last Nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that they uh, weren't doing so well at the start. Yeah, terrible, and now they're doing really but well. But the car hasn't changed. No, it cha- they, so they'll develop, they'll have upgrades for each single race. So that means oh, okay. new packaging, which is like, you know, the outer surface of the mm-hmm. vehicle. Um, Engine, no engine upgrades. They freezed it because it's really expensive to upgrade upgrade yeah. the engine. Yeah, uh, but like suspension, but, you know, yeah, things like and that. And the engine, the engine is good. Like, yeah, yeah, they had a good. Engine. The thing they were having a lot of trouble with was the aerodynamics. Yes, yeah. the aerodynamics are changing for each race. I remember finding yeah. that out when I did a bit of research yeah. for the, my application. That's yeah. Really yeah. Cool. So also, each track is different, right? Like if you have a really high speed track, you want lower drag. Yeah. Right, but if you have like. A, uh, a slower track, turns. you want more, di- more downforce, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's That's so cool. it's really cool because like yeah. there are people whose entire job is to figure out like tire strategy. Yeah. They, they everything like, affects the race. Like everything, everything. Like aerodynamics affects um, you know tire degradation. Then suspension determines power uh, tire degradation. You know how aggressively are you driving? If you're say if you're you're out front, you don't want to be using your tires that aggressively because no one's mm-hmm. defending. But if you're defending against someone, you're going to be wearing them a lot faster. Why? Why is that exactly? Because you're because what? you're driving more aggressively. Yeah, yeah. you're slamming on the brakes later. Yeah. You're putting the foot down faster, so it's like more but rotation, just, it more stop the tires. Yeah. And okay. I think I think one thing that it's is hard to appreciate. When you're just watching it on TV, is like how fast they're actually going oh, yeah. and yeah. accelerating and overtaking each other. Yeah, like if you're it's, overtaking it's like... someone at 300 kilometers an hour into, and then you're slamming on the brakes into a turn, yeah. and then crazy. you it's overtake crazy. each other, and you like yeah. it's fucking Depends. crazy. And then yeah. you have like huge crashes. And I'm not saying they're good, but like they're entertaining. They're <laughs> really <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> Whether like, they're a crash, and like oh. what happens after after it is. Uh... A lot of fun like you know how they're gonna play the certain yeah the, like yeah. it just changes the strategy of the race completely yeah, yeah. it's like a curveball yeah and okay. then well, yeah you'll have you, how many people like is there a team of engineers thousand, the, in the background thousand per team yeah so they'll have like a lot you know, of people 500 already. 600 people developing the car then you'll have maybe 100 people at the factory during mm-hmm. the race and then maybe 20 performance engineers on track. at the factory during the race so they'll have like a huge if you've seen like the like Mars landings or something. They have like these rooms where everyone's on computers yeah, and like yeah, monitoring yeah. data. Mm-hmm. They same have the same thing. thing. So same each thing, team yeah. will be looking at other teams to see what their strategy is. They're looking at weather. So whether, you know, weather's going to be coming in, even the temperature of the track, temperature of the air, all these sort of things. Yeah. The, Everything. Yeah. Places, yeah. Really. Like if you're going to New Mexico, the track is higher. So the air is going to be thinner. So you have to maybe adjust the air fuel ratio in, in the, um, in the car then you're also monitoring oh. how much fuel you have left in the car because you don't want to come in too light at the end of the race there's so many oh yeah things. how do they how do they control their fuel usage though? right now it's a mass flow rate but it's changing to an energy flow rate so it's going yeah. to be megajoules per second what ferrari did two years ago is 
you know the way if you have a sensor it's only sensing say a hundred times per second yeah but if you have your mass if you have your fuel rate in a sinusoidal kind of fashion if you're always measuring it at the lowest point then you're always you can be so under they, the limit yeah so at certain points their mass flow rate was higher than yeah was allowed but that's that's f1 engineering like that's, that's sick yeah. wait how was how were they controlling is that why they have in in inlet flow like inlet at the same they're, they're, speed that's at the same do. frequency as the sensor yeah that's, that's what they do it's crazy yeah well, that's f1 engineering like they imagine you have before yeah. it was like you have a budget of like 400 million to build a car now it's 150 140 something mm. like that but not all teams have that much. now no. now it's all teams. They do? this yeah. is why it's more interesting okay now, because yeah. now what's happening is like teams like mclaren they're literally on the stock exchange now you can buy mclaren uh, don't quote me on this private company <laughs> yeah because if you lower the cost to race they can actually be profitable companies so if you win a championship you might clear i don't know two three hundred million yeah so you can sell your company on the stock exchange make money and then these companies are profitable before it was like if you win you'll cut even <laughs> yeah um i think but, it's good that there's like a budget cap it's, like... it's bad for engineers though yeah so for us if we want to work in formula one Bro, I applied to the aerodynamics department of Red True. Bull. He got the uh, the fine. Well, yeah, but and that's then... because Red Bull overspent. <laughs> I think that's why my application is still in progress. It's just like they scrapped the idea for aerodynamics. <laughs> nah, the, the, what they, is... they still need to hire people. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, going back to Brazil. Yeah. Has did an unreal thing of putting P1, so like second shittiest car on the track yeah when p1 and the other driver p20 yeah so wait, 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 in quality what happened in quality it was maybe explain how qualifying works as well okay yeah so like there's so, there's three qualifying sessions q1 q2 q3 q1 the last five are eliminated q2 the like second five second five are eliminated like and then q3 there's 10 drivers fighting for like pole position yeah so normally if like you're just trying to get the fastest lap by yeah. the way you're not racing you're in, not directly in racing. each session yeah. so what happened is the the it rained in like just before qualifying it was raining it like stopped raining mid q1 something yeah. like that and so the track was getting better very quickly so every lap everyone was going like a second faster than the previous lap which is like not normal and so we go to q3 and we started the quali on like no rain so everyone well almost everyone <laughs> except for leclerc put in like a, a good lap in like dry soft tires like the fastest tires and then it just started to rain no russell binder caused oh, the yeah. red flag oh yeah it, and then it started, started to, to rain russell binder and caused the red flag so that's like it took like what like five minutes or something like that to get the session restarted so by that time no one could do a faster lap because the conditions were had gone worse mm -hmm. so at that point the fastest lap was uh kevin magnuson in the house because yeah he just got the, the good timing with like when he put the lap in like the first lap in the session so yeah no yeah, one could do a faster lap so it's so but weird to see that like yeah. the second to uh, second slowest car yeah. the second slowest car getting pole position yeah. are they all driving at the same time just yeah. further apart yeah yeah, yeah. Don't care about. yeah okay yeah it's also a bit like 
you need the strategy in qualifying yeah. to have like when do you put in the the lap? Yeah, because the other cars need to be out of the way for you. Right? Yeah. yeah, and especially exactly. if the weather is changing, you're going to be changing the tires that you're using. Yeah. Like if yeah. it starts to rain, you want to have wet tires. Yeah, and then if if it's starting to dry, what up, are wet tires? Wet tires are they basically have grooves and like the soft tires are completely smooth. Yeah, but the like intermediate tires will have uh, like tread on them basically. Mm -hmm. So they you'll still have quite a lot. They of channel grip. the water better, so they get more grip. Yeah, exactly. The... But they're slower, right? So it's a yeah. trade off. They are slower um, because there's less contact with the surface of the road. So you you got like f five tires, like soft tires, medium tires, hard tires. They're both like dry conditions, slicks. And then you have the intermediate tire, which is for like mild rain, like a bit of rain. And they have like the full wet tires that are like for like heavy rain, but they're not being used anymore because the tires for every every team they have the same tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not, like, they don't engineer their own tires. No, no. Oh, okay. It used to be up until two thousand and seven, eight, two thousand. Well, there was like the that. 2005 US one where it was like all yeah. six cars started the race out of 20. Yeah, there used to be two different tire providers. It was like two different manufacturers yeah. or something. Yeah. And the, the teams chose and they had like different types of tires, which is like for some races they were better, for other races they were mm. worse. But then there was like the big scandal um 2005 where a few, like all the drivers with the Bridgestone tire, I think it was, they couldn't start the race or the other way around, I can't remember, because they just couldn't get the tires to the end of the race. Back then there was, you, you didn't change tires through the you race. You have to. Well, you didn't have to, like if you did, it was like a take you too lost long. to too much time. So you had to see the tires through to the end. And, and so, yeah, so in that specific track, the Bridgestone tire, it just couldn't make it to the end because of degradation. So they just like decided to like not start the race. So it was like, uh, so from then on, they just stopped doing that and yeah. just found like one tire provider, which is Pirelli okay. and go with that. Okay. So what happened on Sunday? Well, uh, but yeah, going back to Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Well, on Sunday, there was a race on Saturday as well. It's a weird it's weekend, a sprint, race. sprint race, small race, hundred kilometers, 24 laps. Russell won, Sainz second, Hamilton third, and then Verstappen. And I think Leclerc, Perez, somewhere around there. Yeah. Sainz had a penalty anyway. Yeah. Uh, basically, the race was a chaos. Russell stayed top all the time. Yeah. Hamilton, Russell, who drives for? Uh, uh, Mercedes. Oh, the new guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton came second. And it's just like, was what, two or three... Uh, safety cars threw a curveball at everyone at all times. Leclerc managed mm -hmm. it well. Went down to P17, came back P4. Yeah. Didn't like. I didn't like the whining on the on the radio. And then like the let Carlos yeah, tell Carlos yeah. to let me through. Bro, it's oh, P2 yeah, you're yeah, fighting yeah. for in the championship. That's it don't matter. Never gonna happen. Yeah. And but Red Bull have a lot of drama going on. Yeah. So basically Sunday the race um well russell won i was a one two for mercedes with hamilton second a really good result for mercedes and then science Sign. came third and verstappen came fourth no leclerc was fourth. oh leclerc was fourth and then verstappen came in no, fifth it was alonso fifth you dumbass oh, yeah alonso was fifth and max didn't. never he went from p17 to P yeah. p5 it was a mad race yeah 
you got lucky with the safety car though. Wait, so, so this guy Russell, I haven't really heard of him before, but now that no, he's, he's Mr. Saturday, like he was crazy good for Williams, mm. like doing shit. We were Williams, the shittiest yeah. car, and no one did. He stuck here P2 last year in like Spa, which is a hard track to do. It was raining again, and he stuck here P2 is the same as Hasge in P1. Yeah, so basically, yeah. when he was in the shittiest car, everyone still kind of saw him as one of the most underrated drivers yeah. because mm -hmm. he was able to really get the most out of his machine. But when he came to Mercedes, everyone had really high hopes for him, but Mercedes wasn't able to deliver yeah. him a car. He was still delivering. Yeah. Well. He started really well. He... Yeah, but like not but... to like what we thought it would yeah. be, right? Wait, do they have different cars, the two drivers? No, no they have no. the same car, but if you're going from Williams to Mercedes, that's a different car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Mercedes went from having the best car on the grid to now have, like starting the year with one of the worst. But they were progressively getting their car better. Yeah. And now it's again. Now okay. we we're finally okay. able to see one of the best drivers yeah. in one of the best cars, which was okay. You know, he delivered, which was awesome. To yeah, see. he's doing better than him. Yeah. It's I appreciate like it's really hard to make sense of this from the outside, but yeah. I think a good way into it is obviously the show Drive to Survive. But um. <laughs> yeah. You watch all. Yeah. The problem, yeah, I just don't like how all the, the drama stuff. Yeah, yeah. but like yeah. some of the drama is right. Like the Red Bull, basically, Perez had wrong tires, so he finished P7. Max overtook him to try and fight Alonso. Didn't get there. And on the last lap, the team was like, okay, Max, Checo let you through. Relax. Let, let Checo back Give through. Give the position back. Yeah. And uh, everything's fine. He said, no, I gave you my reasons. And apparently... Wait, 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 wait. So, he wanted to, they wanted him to let... So yeah, because this happens a lot. Like, if you have two drivers in different strategies fighting for the same position, and then you let the faster driver go through so that he doesn't lose time to fight the next one. Uh, but if it doesn't work out, you just give the position back at the end of the race because it's like it's fair. Yeah. And yeah, so apparently, it there's like rumors that are like probably true that what happened is that max is uh mad because in monaco so uh, like may in may, may we're in uh, november checo apparently might have admitted to like christian horner and helmut marco which is like the two big bosses big guys in red bull he may he might have admitted to crashing on purpose on qualifying in monaco in monaco uh like this this happens rather often like Nowadays. you see these like weird crashes in qualifying because if you crash into the end of qualifying and you have put in a good lap usually ends up with a red flag and the red the session just finishes there yeah so no one can put in a better lap than you and you can oh. find like pole position or like a good position so this this yeah, happens okay. this happens a lot it's never like official they're like yeah. yes i crashed to get the lap but but it happens and like we've seen it leclerc isn't that the car that they need for we've yeah. seen at well, least leclerc a couple paid, times this season he, we've seen leclerc it leclerc paid the price he didn't get to start the monaco race last yeah. year leclerc did that last year but it i didn't don't know if out. it was but do, do, so right is that something that the driver just decides to do yeah well i guess they, they don't time pay that on... so what's the evidence of of this of, of course, the there's no evidence. Like, if there was evidence, like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, catastrophic. The day that Checo did that crash, did he have the best time? Nope. Leclerc was no. first. He was going even faster. 
I don't know why. Checker was P3, I think. It didn't make sense. No, he was going slower. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, so the Max um, is big. mad about that incident, apparently. And that's why he said, I'm not letting him buy. Like, this is my position now. Why would why were they asking him to let Checker buy? Like, he had the because Checo let him let Max buy first yeah. to fight Alonso. In the end, uh, Max couldn't get Alonso, so usually you just swap yeah, positions yeah, yeah. back. Wow. But mm. yeah. What a dick move. There's a lot of like politics behind this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because so much. There's so much. It, it's even hard to say, right? But I think Formula One's also a different sport because if you have something like football, this, the players that you're seeing on the pitch are truly the best in the world, no questions. Because yeah. any talent that's anywhere will Apart get from filtered the TV, out. Please. Of course. Right? I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know much about football. Soccer. Oh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> whoa, 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 relax. <laughs> what did you just say? Cut it. Cut it here. <laughs> Delete <laughs> If you want to be a Formula One driver, like if you look at all the people on the grid right now, like all the parents are either, you know, in the hundreds of millions or quite literally billionaires. Yeah, yeah. So it, you're the pool of people that yeah. you're looking i'm not saying like to be to get to an f1 driver you still need to be insane like they are the best drivers on you have to be fast if oh, you're not fast yeah. you're not gonna get there no no they, like, are. they, they are they they are there's 20 seats bro like everyone would yes, want yes but like, there's a sort of entry money yeah yeah, yeah. money but, helps a lot but if you're not fast you're not yeah, you will yeah. get this but even just to go go-karting for like yeah. a competitive yeah, year of go-karting yeah. you need a million dollars so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah yeah because you're traveling around the world it's a, your go karting yeah. is expensive really anyway. Like you need you need sponsors. But this is like the highest level of go karting. Yeah. Then you go into F four. Then you go into F three. Then you get you can buy like I know someone that has an F three car and you buy them yeah. for like a hundred yeah, thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like you still need you're gonna crash it. You're gonna need yeah. like if you want to race at the highest level, you have to have so much money. And it's it's fair because there's only one way to get there. Which is going through the steps of Formula Four, three, two, yeah. one. But you need to be have in they, a go kart. Have all the drivers in F1 been in F4? They might well, skip one or two. Like yeah. they might go F3, F2, or like F4, like, F2, yeah. F1. If you really, if you're really good. in F2, put it that way. What do you guys think of Formula E? It's a. I mean, it. It's. No, I've, I've I never watched it. Put aside and says it all. No one watches it. I don't Why like not? it. You know what I like though? There's uh, electric rally racing. So their whole thing is like um, being sustainable. So they'll go do rally racing somewhere, but then their whole thing is like, we want to leave it better than we found it. Right. So they'll, I don't know, plant trees or some shit like that. But it's pretty cool because they, they build like these insane trucks that have. Is this you know, the extreme? The extreme, one that yeah. the one like Lewis has a team, Rosberg has a yeah. team. So a lot of the F1 drivers will have their own teams because you know they're also loaded they'll have their own racing teams in other divisions yeah um which is kind of cool yeah but... formula one is the sport must be so so i look um, uh, max is earning 40 50 million a year so so is lewis like the environmental footprint must be massive oh it's <laughs> fucking terrible man like having to fly yeah. all these people That's around the, the world new, every time every the new 26 yeah. engines they're gonna be um they're using fully renewable fuels so like you know derived from like vegetables oh, like, or something yeah, yeah. but uh, still you know that you're not saving not, that much fuel can i be honest there is much better way of building a calendar than they have done 
They like Absolutely. fly from one side of the world to the other. Sense. I know they're, they're, the way they have it set up is they're leapfrogging. So like they'll have two sets of equipment. Actually five. There's five. Like I, I've seen DHL had a video. There's five sets of equipments that like go. Yeah. So they're not every equipment isn't going to each event, right? They're going that yeah. way. But still. It's what do you mean by equipment? So like, you know, like if you're looking at like, say, all the garage equipment that they have, they might have five sets of that. And they're not going to every single race. They're going to every fifth race. That makes sense. Um, they don't have to move everything so much. Yeah. yeah. And it takes quicker too. Yeah. I think it's still worth it though. Like it, yeah. it, it, once you're into it, it's undeniably Fuck. one of the coolest sports. Fuck, I gotta get it too. Dude, it's so yeah. good, man. It is so awesome. I'll put you on the simulator in the next race as well. It's uh, uh, we have our own. We have our own. You have, here you have a well. simulator? Like yeah, in the yeah, workshop, we have one. It has like three screens. The the chair moves. Ooh. It has like an actual F one steering wheel with like the screen and everything. If, if, like I want to try that. Yeah, he's good already. I, I want to try once I get good. It's hard it. though. How it's do you hard. Keep up with F one news. Do you have any? Um, Insta, Twitter. Yeah. If I were you. Um, I could send you some videos if you want, but like, honestly, Drive for Survive, it is a little like dramatic, but like, it kind of gets you into it. Like my, like, I watched it. I've watched it before. You've watched it before. Yeah. Okay. So you have a pretty good idea of like who's who. Yeah. But I feel like I didn't learn anything about their engineering okay. strategy. Like a little bit well, about their driving videos, strategy, but yeah. nothing about the engineering of the cars. No, the engineering. Yeah. Especially for us, we actually appreciate like yeah. what a Bernoulli tunnel is or something yeah. like that. Like. What you the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, it's like right now they're using, uh, they're basically squeezing the air under the car yeah. to expand it, so you have a low pressure zone below the car, yeah, and then that sucks the the car down. You get okay. more downforce. Yeah, but it's like you can appreciate things like say all the suspension stuff we're learning this year. It's that's all applicable there. Like Control. it's just engineering on steroids. Lots that's what mechanical engineering. Is. Yeah, like it's the highest level of material science um you know anything electronics sensors uh control as you said like yeah it's it's pretty cool and it's like it's an engineering competition the same way rocket is you show up and whoever has the best gear will, mm -hmm. will win but then there's also a driving aspect so it's, yeah. it's also like you also can't compare one driver in this car to a, a different driver in a different car. Yeah. yeah, you can only really compare drivers in the same car. Yeah, but and even then, it's not that because the drivers have very different driving styles. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes the car might be good really board. good for your driving style, uh, yeah. and sometimes it might be really not not good. Yeah. Like Ricciardo, for example, like yeah. he hasn't found his style in the mclaren and well he's not gonna find it because he's retiring now i think it's a he's different retired. he's yeah. not he's not retiring he's, a reserve, he's taking he's a break gonna, yeah he's gonna be a reserve driver for one well i think probably it's probably gonna be a red bull i yeah. think it's it's hard it's a hard sport to get into because you might see an overtake happen and you'll be like oh this driver is better than the other driver but yeah, yeah. it's there's so much other stuff yeah like this the the first driver that got overtaken might be on old tires he might yeah. Uh, something might be broken on his car. You know, his front wing wing might be damaged. He might be there's there's so it's many just, different yeah. things uh, that you need to think about. He might be pitching the next round, or you know, there's there's it's it's not as clear yeah, as like yeah. oh this guy's better That's than this guy, right? But, so do you get on? Do you start watching the like broadcast 
like a long There's, time before it starts where they are actually talking about the different changes uh, the cards have made like no. where do you hear I'd about say, that? I'd say where do you hear about that per personally me there's like really high quality youtube channels like there's one called the race where they'll okay. have like yeah, yeah, f1 right. engineers on and they'll have they'll talk <laughs> about like oh this is why they're making the side pods smaller this is what we think that are They'll talk about like aerodynamic philosophy. Do they right? do this like during the race? Or... Oh no no, this will be. After... They'll make like a ten minute video. Yeah. WTF one as yeah, well. That was yeah. Good. Do you know rocket powered Mohawk? Dude, he's so he's he so shits cool. on all of the drivers. Like he hmm. just sits in his car and he's like, yeah, this guy fucked it into the wall. Then you know. <laughs> He'll talk about like Lance Stroll and how like wait you know, is this I've seen the guy like on Insta just completely bash Lance yeah all yeah, the time. yeah. Like, he's in a car wearing sunglasses or something oh yeah no, I've seen know? that I've seen yeah, that. yeah dude he's fucking hilarious I'll send it I'll send it yeah. but uh, have yeah, you heard uh, apparently well Rakan told me this morning is reported that Hulkenberg is in for um, Schumacher this year Hulkenberg Hulkenberg <laughs> it's been two seasons now. The guy is not taking off. Who? Schumacher. Mick? He's not. Like, he's he's not performing. Yeah, last year they had the shittiest car. He's done all right, but I feel like there's too much pressure on him. Like, Why is he shitting on Lance Stroll? Because he... Because, yeah, yeah, he's a paid driver. Yeah, yeah. He's a paid driver. You've met... You've met him? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> time out, time out, time out. <laughs> really? uh, like, uh, we didn't really... We didn't speak. I was working. Okay, he was there. He was there. It oh, was shit. a it was an investors meeting for Aston Martin. Oh, um, at their at their office in on on Park Lane in London. That I was the F one car was there. I got a picture in front of it. That's, That's so cool. It. For my, with my waiter job, I just happened to do an event. Like I was like serving them champagne. That's it. <laughs> shit. Yeah, it was really, and I got to listen to his whole speech. It, it wasn't about the F1 yeah. uh, company, like company, but um, they were. He was. It's when he acquired, just after he acquired Aston, yeah. Aston Martin, and then he was bringing in the new CEO, who's a mechanical engineer, and yeah. talking about their strategy with the new designs that they're making and trying to become an ultra luxury brand. Blah blah blah. Really you cool. know what? If the thing is, like, people shit over Lance because his dad owns the team, but I know that any of us here, if you made a billion dollars and your son wanted to go into yeah. Formula One, I would do the exact same yeah. thing. Even if my son didn't want to go into Formula One, I would buy a team without a doubt if I had more yeah, money yeah, than Seth. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I would do the exact same thing. I'm not going to shit on him for that. But, yes, uh, but does he run his team in a, in a good way? Like, I don't know. I, he does. Maybe not. Yeah. But he was, like, sometimes people with yeah. all this money don't have the appreciation for what, like the work that's done. No, I, feel, I would still do that. <laughs> Even if I were bad at managing it, I'd love to own a Formula One team just same, because it's fun. Are they... Are they Competitive? Not at all. <laughs> but they're also a new team, so they're yeah. pouring a load of money into yeah. Formula into also, Aston Martin yeah. right now. They're building so... like a whole new infrastructure right now. The new wind tunnel. Mm -hmm. Like they're doing a lot of yeah. But if we just talk about Lance, can we? He has had so many star-studded uh, teammates. Bottas. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Vettel. Now, Perez, now he's gonna have Alonso. Ocon, Alonso next year. Like he's up against the yeah. rough and the tough. He he might not be the most talented driver, but he's been he's performed. Yeah, he's like performed. he hasn't done. I didn't think this podcast was gonna be bigging up Lance Stroll <laughs> when I came here. 
I don't think. <laughs> nah, he can fuck off with his little green shitty car. <laughs> if he was, if he was that slow, he wouldn't still be in F1. Yeah, Latifi's going up. Man, imagine being Latifi. You just race with by yourself a minute behind everyone every race. Yeah, like, that's a bit sad. Who does he drive for? Williams. Williams. Like Albon competes. Yeah. yeah, Albon yeah. competes. And then there's this guy who. Why just... are they so bad? They used to be one of the best. Yeah. Years he ago, used to be better. Yeah. I think he just completely lost his confidence and that fucks Bad you up in F1. Mm. If you're not if you're not hundred percent confident in yourself through the corners, you're gonna be losing time every corner. Just can't make it. Four minutes ago. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I've noticed about yeah. ten minutes ago, man. <laughs> but I do need to, we do need to wrap it up. What did, oh, yeah. did yeah. we did we cover everything that we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, way, yeah. it was like I'm rough not... guidelines like these yeah. conversations go their own way and like yeah. you know it's easier to have something prepared mm -hmm. if the conversation runs out or dries out but most of the time it just flows like this yeah and it's all good yeah yeah thanks for having us you can this wrap it up yeah this was really fun oh glad to have you here yeah and thank you for watching listening like subscribe and see you next time Goodbye!